Okay, people. So it is that time of week. It's time for another episode of Echo Chamber. Yes, yes, yes. And as we do, people, we're going to start off with the UK box office top 10 for the weekend of the 10th to the 12th of June. Okay. So at number 10 this week, people, it's Arabian Nights Volume 3, The Enchanted One. So this is... um from Miguel Gomes, right, who co-wrote it with Telmo Chiro, right, so, um, yeah, I don't know what this is, you know, like, I've, I've not, hey, I don't, I didn't even realize it was a volume two, one or two, you know what I mean, but, um, yeah, I think, it says it's a Swiss German, um, French, and Portuguese production. So, uh, you know, I love those stories. So, hey, if you like them, people, it could be worth checking out. You know what I mean? At number nine is the new Alex Garland film, which he wrote and directed. It's called Men. It's starring Jesse Buckley, Rory Kinner, Papa is do Gail Rankin, Sarah Tony, Zach Ruffera, Oxley, and Sonia Mizuno. Which means, people, at number eight, it's Vikram. Yeah, still I know nothing about that one, people. So that's all you're getting. At number seven, it's Downton Abbey, The New Era. This is from Michael Engler, and it's written by Julian Fellows. So we got Matthew Good, Tuppence Middleton, Maggie Smith, Mike, Michelle Doherty, and all them peoples, you know what I mean? Living in their manor house, being all posh and shit. So at n- number six, it's the bad guys. This is from Pierre Pierfil. It's an adaptation of um, Aaron Blabe's uh, books, and it's a uh, written by Ethan Cohen and Yoni Brenya. We've got voice cast of Sam Rockwell, Mark Maron, Aquafina. Craig Robinson, Anthony Ramos, Richard Ayayada, and Zazie Boots. <laughs> okay, so we are now in the top five people. And at number five, it's Sonic the Hedgehog 2. So this is from Jeff Fowler. It is co-written by Josh Miller, John Whittington, and Pat Casey, got Ben Schwartz, Idris Elba, Colleen O'Shonzi, Jim Carrey, James Marsden, Tika Sumter, Shamar Moore, and all the other peoples. So at number four is Everything Everywhere All at Once. I'm definitely going to try and see this, people. I'm definitely going to try. 
I time is going a little crazy right now, but I'm going to see what I do. So Dan Kwan and Daniel Schnert wrote and direct this. It's starring Michelle Yu, Stephanie Huzu, Ki Hoi Kwan, James Hong, Jamie Lee Curtis, Tally Medal, Jenny Slate, Harry Shim Chum Jr., Riff Raff, and a whole bunch of other talented motherfuckers. And number three, hey, we looked at this just the other week, is Doctor Strange in a Multiverse of Madness. So Sam Ramy working his magic, Michael Waldron on the script, and we've got Benedict Cumberbunch. Um, we've got Elizabeth Olsen, Chitwell Etifor, Benedict Wong, Jit Gomez, Michael Schulberg, Rachel McAdams. Oh, man. I really enjoyed the fuck out of it. Right? At number two, it's Top Gun Maverick. You know, which is just killing the box office. Right? We got Joseph Kozinski. You know what I mean? We got Aaron Kruger. And Eric Warren Singer just creating straight up joy and magic on the big screen. Tom Cruise, Jennifer Connolly, Val Kilmer, John Hamm, Miles Teller, Ed Harris, Jean Louise Kelly, Manny Jacinto, Glenn Powell, Raymond Lee, Monica Barra Barrow. You know. Everyone's just doing their thing, people. And yes, at number one this week, you know what it is. It's Jurassic World Domination. Um, No, not Domination, Dominion. <laughs> I mean, they both begin with D, right? So, Colin uh, Trey, Trevor, Colin Trevorrow? He is back to direct. He co-writes with Emily Carmichael and Derek Connolly. Uh, we got Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, Lauren Dern, Sam Neill, Jeff Goldblum, D. Wonder Wise.
Hmm. Okay. Well, that was very fucking weird. Everything just crashed. Everything literally just crashed. Fuck. Um. <laughs> anyway, people. Um. Yeah. Jurassic Park's number one. Let's get into this week's films, shall we? Ooh. Okay, people. So we are starting off this week with a new Shudder crazy joint. It is called Mad God. Okay, so I was really intrigued when this one came uh, across the desk. Right? It's a new film. Um from Phil Tippett, from, yeah, Tippett, right, it's called Mad God, and it's a stop-motion animated piece, right, oh, man, like, for me, stop-moving, stop-motion, just, it just brings back happy memories of stuff, like, um, you know, the Seven Voyages of Sinbad, right? Sinbad, the Eye of the Tiger, Jason and the Argonauts, Clash of the Titans, Ray Hassel, Haff Ray Harry Hassel, Hover. you know, that dude, right? I can never pronounce my man's name, but, yo, loved his work. You know what I mean? Then you had, like, the Jim Henson stuff. Man, stop motion. Loved that shit, but... We've kind of moved away from it, you know what I mean? So it's always intriguing when new people come along and bring us back that flavor. So, yeah, I was like, yeah, I've got to check this out. So, yeah, Phil Tippett, he, um, I mean, and Phil Tippett, right? He, he worked on, like, Star Wars, did like you know what I mean created a lot of the, the you know the the pieces for Star Wars. He he did what Jurassic Park, RoboCop. Like he is on the effects. He's one of the living legends of that shit, right? So he wrote and directed this. You know what I mean? Like um, he also produced along with Jack Morrissey. Then you've got Dave Berry, David Berry, Lisa Cook, Sanjay Daz, Colin Geds, uh, Katrina Gilgorjevic, Gary Mundell, uh, Jules Roman, and Joshua Sabell. Uh, they're all executive producing. Um, Ken Birdwell, uh, Fleur Diana Dragon, uh, Dennis Murin, um, Ken Rogerson, and Corey Rosen, all associate producers. Dan Wall handled the music. Chris Morley and Tippett. Did the cinematography. It's edited by Michael Kavanagh and Ken Rogerson. Um, Tippett did production design. 
Set decoration was Damon Bard, Robbie Bean, David Berry, Hans Brecky, Chantel Buck, Morris Calegari, Emily Christman, Natalie Koblenz, and Samantha Tippett. Makeup department was Jason Barnett. Um, John Dunlap, Dave Taylor, and Kalim Winata were on post-production. Oh, should give the props, people. Right, so Bill Bowes, Ken Chong, Webster Colcard, Ree Crawford, Norma Del Carlo, Eric Dillinger, Mark Dubu, Chuck Duke, Brian Flora, Brett Foxwell, Craig Hayes, David Lua, Zoe Lynn, Ken Rogerson, Katie Sabisa, Freddie Shorman, Tippett, Samantha Tippett, Miles Votek, and Don Walker all um, were on props. I mean, there's even more people involved, but we cannot go on. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, so we had all of that. It's a silent film. I mean, there is some, like, Hmm, ah, like noises and shit, but there's there's no actual dialogue, right? Um, so what's it about, right? The film follows the assassin through a foreboding world of tortured souls, decrepit bunkers, and what wretched, wretched. Yeah, wretched. Whew. I think this is wretched. Yeah, monstrosities forged from the most primeval horrors of the subconscious mind. Every set, creature, and effigy in this macabre masterpiece is handcrafted and painstakingly animated using traditional stop motion techniques. Mad Dog is a labor of love, a testament to the power of creative grit and a homage to the timeless art of stop motion animation. Ready your eyes, ready your spirit, prepare to meet your maker. So, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, it doesn't really, <laughs> it doesn't tell you a lot, right? But yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's a crazy. It's a crazy story, you know. Um, there is a uh, director's statement from Tippett. So there's a mad dog kind of defies description. I would agree. I look at it like creating a narrative that the audience members themselves will complete. All the objects are very understandable in terms of our everyday experience but they're put together in a way that's kind of broken and reconfigured. I wouldn't call it surrealistic, more like using an unconscious frame of reference to build things with. The final form of Mad God is the memory of it after you watch it, like 
waking up and exploring the memory of a dream you just had. That's what the experience really is, not the film itself. The film is just a way to get there. A lot of the ideas are stolen from dreams. The imagery of Mad Dog isn't futuristic, it's iconic. We all have these things in our collective heads. It's just a matter of how each person's mind chooses to put them together. None of the actual imagery comes from a specific dream, but the whole thing is influenced by the kind of human experience. Man, God works within a very limited structure. But for me, it's important that the project not be ruled by intention. I'm letting the work tell me what it wants to be. I'm like an abbot in the church of Mad God. And I just do what the deity tells me. Hmm. Okay, Phil. <laughs> I mean, it is a, like, it's crazy, right? Now, it, just the skill that goes into this is ridiculous. It really is. I mean, the, the kind of, our main character, the detail, it is, is so impressive. It really is. And we have other aspects of this world that just, you know, defy belief. When, we, when you see them and the way they inhabit the space. We've got all manner of beings also in this world, right? And I do like the fact that there isn't a, um, like, defined shape for these things. You know, they're, they're all over the place, right? It's so varied. It's not the whole, you know what I mean, the old school Star Trek Let's put a wrinkle on the forehead. Hey, there's an alien, right? We got all these different kind of interpretations, which crazy. Now, some of these beings are, I think, more refined than others, right? Some look really good. Some, you know, look a little, you know, basic, but they're usually tiny things in the foreground kind of thing. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I couldn't tell you what the fuck this is about, to be honest with you people. I have no fucking clue, right? Because the initial stuff that we see, right, this, this dude, like, trying to infiltrate this space. So we have this going on, and then it just kind of goes and takes you somewhere else, right? And this thing happens, and we're watching kind of flashbacks or, you know, <sighs> saved memories or something. So we're watching all of this, and it goes, you know, further into this thing, and you're kind of like, okay, where, are we in the memory still, or are we somewhere else? What's going on? And the end of it, Right, where it takes you. I I I mean I'm, I was just like huh? <laughs> wait, wait, what? I 
Oh, uh, I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure. So, yeah, story, it's a little thin on the ground. But, right, it, it, it's everything that builds that, you know, visual thing that we see it is just so impressive. It really is. I kind of feel it could have been shorter. Right, I, I I did think that without this clear kind of understanding of what is actually happening, right? You do, I, I don't know, you do kind of drift a bit, right? So I think if it was shorter, or if it was say a two part, three part. TV series or something It may have worked a bit Better That you just absorb this chunk You can go away and let that Coalesce, come back for the next It may have worked a little better Like that, I don't know Right, I guess it depends on The way you process this But yeah I, I did find myself after Like this first I don't know, let's say third of the piece when we get this huge shift in what's going on, it was a bit like, okay, um, am I happy this happened? Like, who am I rooting for? What's going on? And it's, it's not like you. I need everything spelled out. But without, I don't know, this anchor, right? This This thing that helps you determine who they are, right, the purpose of what we are seeing, I did find myself a little bit like, do-do-do, mm, what's that over there, you know what I mean, I felt a little adrift, but yeah, as I said, look, visually, still stunning, still stunning, there are parts that are very dark, so I found it a bit difficult to see precisely what was happening. But, you know, sight's fucked. So maybe it works for other people, you know. There, I will say that at the very start, there is kind of a rolling scroll of, I, I'm assuming, right, it, it's laying the groundwork for what we're going to see. Now, it, it had a kind of calligraphy kind of feel to it. So I could not read that at all. You know what I mean? So maybe that, again, that could give us a whole heap of info. Right? So there are things that I think I may have missed here. So for anyone else, it might work on a different level. Right? But even though I feel it's a little long, Right, and you do kind of get lost a little as a piece of work, right? As an artistic piece, phenomenal, right? It, it, it's crazy, it's crazy what they've been able to do. So, like, just knowing the process of stop motion and how long it takes, super impressed. Super impressed. So if you like 
stop animation. If you've enjoyed the things Tippett has done in the past, right? Just all of this stuff that he's worked on over the years, then yeah, obviously you will want to give this a look, right? It drops on Shudder. Um, I think it's the 16th, right? 16th of June. So yeah, people, if you've got Shudder, this is something else you can dip your toe in. Um, there's, you know, there's free, there's a, a, a free week trials all over the place. So yeah, people go in, have a look, right? You can see all these other films that we've talked about over the, the years. And I, I'm sure there's going to be enough to keep you cool. Right, new things are always dropping. So yeah, if you like horror and weird and macabre, hey, why ain't you got Shutter? You know what I mean? So people, yeah, Mad God, crazy stop animation from Phil Tippett. Boom, there you go. It's it will be dropping 16th of June. If you're down with that, then you will want to give it a look. Okay, so next we've got a um, you know, a UK rom com. I feel it's probably classified as that, right? It's dropping in cinemas in the UK. It's coming to Hulu in the states this Friday. It is good luck to you, Leo Grand. <laughs> Okay, so, yo, this one, man, I, I wasn't quite sure I was going to get to see it, but those good people at Lionsgate came through for me, and, you know, I mean, I've, man, I've always liked Emma Thompson, Emma Thompson is, there's something about Emma Thompson, right, she, she just comes off as really just nice, Right, a character in love actually. You just oh man, that story made me mad sad. Right. I just felt so bad for her. You know what I mean? But that that there's yeah, there's that thing about Emma Thompson, you know, and she always gives us great performances, right? So yeah, I'm I'm always down for an Emma Thompson film. So yeah, when I heard about um Good luck to you, Leo Grand. I was intrigued. I was intrigued, you know? Um, and yeah, it's, it's an interesting flick, right? So it is directed by Sophie Hyde. It's written by Katie Brand. And that's the comedian, Katie Brand. I did not know that she's, um yeah, got into, you know, writing for a TV and film but it looks like she has, right? It is um, produced by Adrian uh, Politowiski, uh, Debbie Gray, and it is executive produced by Alison Thompson, Martin Metz, Nessa McGill, Nadia Kamlichi, Sophie Hyde, Mark Gouda, Julian Gleek, and Brand. 
It is associate produced by Sam Cornish. Um, and it is a line produced by Kelly Duffel. Okay, Stephen Renix handled the music. Brian Mason did the cinematography and the editing. Amy Hubbard handled the casting. Miran Maranon um, was production design. Ellie Jones and Simon Walker also um, did some art direction. Set decoration was Fiona Albro. Costume design was Sean Jenkins. And our car was a very small cast, right? So we have Emma Thompson as Nancy Stokes, Daryl McCormack as Leo Grand. Um, we have got Isabella Laughland as Becky. Um, she's a waitress, and the other two waitresses are Karina Lopes and Charlotte Ware. Yeah, as I said, man, it's a, it's a, it's a short cast. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, the gist of the film is this. Nancy Stokes, a 55-year-old retired widow seeking romance and excitement after a boring marriage, she hires a good-looking young sex worker called Leo Grand in the hope of enjoying a night of pleasure and self-discovery. So that is the film, you know. Uh, now, I didn't know a lot about the film. As you know, look, I don't do trailers. I don't usually read synopses, you know what I mean? But I'd, I'd heard it was, you know, there was, like, something about sex work in the film. So you're wondering, like, how is this all going to fit, right? How are they going to bring this into the story? And pretty much from jump, right, we get into it. <laughs> when they, we get into it. I mean, th they meet, right? So there's not a any... Um, expedition here, right? There's not this whole, oh, Nancy, no, we, we just, Nancy's in the hotel, um, and she's, you know, nervous, she's pacing about, having a drink, you know, trying to get that Dutch courage, and then a knock on the door, clop, 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 clop. sounded more like horses, right? Clop, 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 no, knock on the door, and there's Leo, right? So, comes in and they're just talking and you know what I mean it's more nerves and all of that so yeah so you know straight out the gate and you're like okay all right so where's this go because you know if they're meeting now this film is about like an hour and a half so you know what I mean how is it gonna be you know how they frame it how they bring us through this story, right? Keeping us engaged. And it's an, it's an interesting film. It's an odd film. I liked it. I did like it, right? But it does, it does do that thing, right? It does do that thing. You know, like, 
other films I've liked, right? Four Weddings and a Funeral, you know? Um, About Time, right? The, the more modern Richard Curtis. The first Bridget Jones. You know, I enjoyed those films. What they do, though, right? There is a Britishness to them. And I say Britishness. There's, it's like when you speak to any, like most people from the States, right? You say British and, 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 you know, people think the Queen, right? Tea drinking, pinky finger out. There, there's a, a mannerism, right? There's a way of talking, right? That, that everyone kind of assumes is British. You know, a, a, a bumbling speech kind of pattern, you know, very like, oh, is this, I, I mean, I, I'm very sorry. <laughs> oh, please excuse me. I mean, I, I, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm rather flustered here. You know what I mean? Everyone will talk like that, right? And this does do that, right? It does do that. You know, we, we have Nancy and yeah, she's all flustered, which, listen, I understand, right? I, yeah, it must be an you know an odd thing, right? And it's when I say it must be an odd thing, I don't mean you know seeking sex work is odd in itself, but doing it, right? Booking it, right? If you do the escort route rather than you know walking down road and you know, seeing a prostitute and going, hey, let's go, right? Or, you know, even just being them propositioning you and you talking, that feels like it'd be different. But to book someone, you're waiting and then they turn up. Because it's just like, okay, so how do we do this? Do we hug? Right? Do it like, mm, how do we do? Though, I, I, I was wondering, right? Because... If it's booked online, you kind of feel in these day and ages, in these days and they do. You feel right now in the digital age. Boom. That feels a better sentence, right? You feel right now in the digital age that there would be possibly a checklist, right? You know, it'd be asking questions like, um, what's your favorite sexual position, right? Um, what do you like in the bedroom? What don't you like in the bedroom? You know, do you have a safe word? Do you feel comfortable doing this? Do you feel comfortable doing that? Like, you kind of feel there would be that kind of thing, like a questionnaire. So it, it, it does kind of alleviate that whole introduction process because yeah you'd be like do we shake hands do we hug do, I, do we kiss like oh yeah what do we do here right but yeah obviously ah tangents no so yeah there's this nervousness right and as i said look i i do understand that but it was played as i said that you know bumbling Britishness way, right? Think Hugh Grant, right? It is, you know, in, in Four Weddings and it's just like, uh, and just 
a lot of those early Hugh Grant films. You know what I mean? Um, where, yeah, everything is a bit like, oh, so, oh, oh no. Oh, look at me. I'm just, uh, oh, I've made a complete Charlie of myself, haven't I? <laughs> oh, dear. Right? It, it's very played like that. And, you know, you do kind of think to yourself, ah, man, people ain't talking like that. Right? That's not necessarily how a conversation would go you know right they just all of the ums and rings now i will say right there may be some stoppings and startings right where you're like ah how are we doing this shit okay let's do actually let me have another drink right uh, yeah let me uh, okay you know what i mean actually should we jump in the shower should we do that? Right, I can imagine that, but yeah, just this, just all of that, it, it did feel, this is very much for film, right? This is very much for TV, this is staged. So we'll get that, but even with that, it wasn't bad. You know what I mean? It, it's not like, ugh, Oh, this is tiresome. No, it was fine. It works because I mean, you understand what, what's going on, right? It, it, it's, it's this whole kind of exploration, you know? There, there's this exploration in the film of, right, who we are. You know what I mean? That's what it felt, right? It, it's, it's this look at who we are, right? The things that make us us and the things... We need in life to be happy. Because there is this reflectiveness, you know. It is, it, you know, Nancy, is she's kind of having a retrospective look at her life and, you know, the things that she did. And she's always like, oh, yeah, and, you know, I, I did things properly. I did things in the correct way. You know, I didn't deviate from this. You know, when she explains how her and her husband have sex, it, it's just like, yes, it's like this, like this, and boom. And it was like that for 30-odd years, right? And you're just like, yo, there's no deviation? Like, what the fuck, yo? What the fuck? It's kind of crazy, you know what I mean? So there is this, as I said, look, this retrospective look on life and the things that we need and the things that make us happy. And I think there's also this kind of thing where you're like, no, you know, I mean, I did things in this way and I was good. But it's then this realization that not just, oh, I kind of repressed myself. Right, but there, there is this kind of language use kind of thing because it's the way she talks about her children, and the realization through these conversations that ah, maybe that's not the best, right? Because although it's just like ah, I mean, it because it's not like she she's saying this stuff to them, but it's that whole thing of. If we feel a certain way about something, even if you're not necessarily saying it to someone, it may come through in your demeanor. It may come through in your actions or, you know, 
unperceived reactions. You feel me? So there is this whole kind of thing that is crafted. You know, so it's not just, you know, 55-year-old 50, broad decided to get a young buck to knock the cobwebs out. That's not the film, right? The, the film is a bit deeper than that. And I think that's why you're fine with the odd cadence of the conversation, right? Because I think you, you understand what is being created in front of you. You know what I mean? Where this journey is possibly taking these characters. And you want to see how is it going to play out, right? How are they going to get to a place of contentment, right? Is there going to be contentment, right? Where do we leave these two characters who one feels very, what would be the word? Like insecure, right? Kind of insecure, Nancy, but also like adrift. I think adrift is probably better because, you know, she's worked, she's had this career, she was married. So it's not like she wasn't happy, but, you know, we have these things that anchor our life, and it feels that Nancy. Yeah, those anchors, you know, got a bit loose over the years. And eventually, circumstance has now put her adrift. And so she's not quite sure which direction to go in. Where Leo, very confident, right? Very confident, very self-assured. Understands what he's doing. You know, doesn't seem to have a doubt in the world now. Obviously, right? We know as viewers, as people that have ingested stories of these different shapes and sizes over the years, we understand just because we meet these characters at these points, that's not going to necessarily be where they are at the end of the film. There's going to be some transformations here. But in what context? How? I think the one thing we know that is going to happen is the big statement that, you know, Nancy makes at the start, right? And you just like, okay, right? When someone's just like, just so you know, this has never happened, you know, okay, <laughs> okay, so at some point it's going to happen. When I say some point at the end, it's gonna happen, right? If you remember a film, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist had Michael Sarah and it had, um, oh my god, Shorty from uh, four, and then she was in uh, WandaVision, you know, two non, two broad, two broad chicks, two broke chicks, two busted, yeah, god damn it, she's got kind of brownie. Hair, she's got hair, longish hair, right? And, and a voice. Fuck, I can't think of Shorty's name, but you know the one. Cat Dennings, boom, Cat Dennings. 
Wait, what am I saying? Oh, I have. Oh, Nick and Norris. <laughs> Ah, I was just like, yo, where, where did Cat Dennis come from? Uh, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, right? Michael Sarah, Cat Dennis. And she says this thing in the film. And then at the very end of the film, it ends with this thing happening. But it felt mad out of place, right? It was just like, um, that didn't need to happen. Like, what? Uh, it seems odd. Like, just because it was said doesn't mean it has to, you know what I mean? But, you know, when this thing is said, it means it's going to happen. And it does, right? That's no spoiler. But I just think it is an interesting journey which we see these characters go on, right? Now, with the odd conversational patterns, it, it does get a bit towards the end where it, it gets a little like wait what is happening here because it is a bit like let us get these things out there right let us bring these characters to this point right so it does feel a little bit awkward right that, you know, that we've forced this narrative now, right? So I will say that there is there is these moments where, you know, it feels a little bit forced. Like at the very end with that, well, not at the very, very end, but towards the end with Becky, right? There is some of that conversation that you'd be like, mm, would that, would that go down like that? Right, is that happening? You know, when it's just like, oh, yeah, and she did like you're just like, I don't know if that's going down, but you know, it all it's all there to serve this purpose of bringing the characters to this place, right? And they do, and then you know, it finishes with this self-discovery, this understanding, right? There's these things that are said at the beginning about the body, about oneself, about feelings. And so it ends in a place that is, it's definitely reflective, but it, it, it it's, you know, this positive thing. This is positive thing. So you can see what the film is doing, right? And it does do it does do it. Now, a little bit clunky, right? A little bit forced, but the message is clear. The message is there. And you know, it it does work, right? It does work. So I will say, you know, there there are these less than smooth transitions in the film, right? Less than smooth transitions. But overall, the film has got this charm to it, like Thompson, right? There's a, there's a charm to Thompson, and there's a charm to this film, you know? The acting is very solid, right? You believe the interactions. You believe these moments when they're dancing, right? So, as I said, look, 
there, there's these awkward parts at the beginning, the flusteredness and all of that, which, you know, Thompson plays very well. And um, McCormick is, is the confidence exudes. He, he brings that out. Right. Then this playfulness between them when they're dancing, the smiles, everything feels very sincere. You know, they they really do capture these interactions. It is, you know, they give us these great performances because at the end of the day, this film is carried on their backs. If they can't deliver, right, if they make it wooden, this film does not work, you know? So even with a few clunky moments in the script, you know, what they bring, you know, they, they, they exude these characters. They make you believe in these characters, you know, which, which is... I mean, it, it's more than just the framework of the film, right? It's the muscles, it's the sinews, it's everything. And, and they bring that to life. So hats off to Thompson, hats off to McCormick. They do a great job. And it's because of that, which, you know, does leave you smiling about the film. Right? It, it, it does make you go, yeah, that was nice. I did enjoy that. You know, so I did enjoy it. Do I, I, you know, I don't know if it's going in my top 10, right? But it is something I'll be like, yeah, that's nice. I, I, you know, and I know people that will very much enjoy this. So I know I can recommend this film to people. And I will say, if you did enjoy Four Weddings, if you did enjoy Bridget Jones, about time. Right, if you did enjoy Notting Hill, you will definitely like it. But then I also I think if you enjoyed the before trilogy, if you enjoyed In Search of a Midnight Kiss, you know, if you enjoyed Away We Go, I think you will enjoy this as well. Right? So it, it's framed around sex work and this interaction, but it does go deeper than that. So, people, if you're a huge Emma Thompson fan and you want to see her do her thing well, then good luck to you, Leo Grand will not disappoint. So, it's in cinemas in the UK. It's in on Hulu in the States. So, there's you know, we can all enjoy it in whichever fashion we choose. So, people, good luck to you. Leo Grand It's out there. And go have fun with it, you know. Yeah. You're going to have to, um, you're going to have to book it like a sex worker. But there's no shame in that, people. There's no shame. So, go enjoy yourself a big, a big dose of Leo Grand. And let's bring it home with the new Apple joint, the second feature from Cooper Wraith. It is a cha-cha, real smooth. <laughs> Ha! <laughs>
Okay, so I have just checked out the new Apple feature, Chacha Real Smooth. And yo, I gotta say, right, coming into this, add new clue, add new clue, add whoo. <laughs> I had no clue what the fuck this was going to be, right? No clue. And I don't, to be honest, I don't know what was the thing that compelled me to, to watch this film, right? Because there was something, like, I, I, you know, I got hit up about it. And it was just something, right? It was like, yo, I need to check this shit out, right? So, um... Yeah, I checked it out, and yo, I was, I was not disappointed, people, for real, I was not disappointed, so this is just the second feature from Cooper Rafe, Rafe, A, sorry, R, A, R, A, I, F, F, Rafe? feel that's how you would say that, right? So, yeah, Cooper, he, he wrote and he directed the piece. It's also starring in the joint. You know what I mean? Homie's wearing a lot of hats, you know? Um, it, you know, he, he produces as well, along with Jessica Switch, um, Dakota Johnson, Eric Feig, and Rue Donnelly. It is executive produced by Shane Fishk, Julia Hammer, and Jeff Valeri. The music is from S.D. Haim and Christopher Stracy. I wonder if that's one of the Haim sisters. It may well be. Uh, cinematography was handled by Christina Dunlap. And it's edited by Henry Hayes. Casting is Angela Demo. Production design, Celine Diano. Um, art direction is uh, Brittany Ingram. Set decoration is Thomas F. Kelly and Barbie Pastoric. Costume design is Michelle Thompson. Um, hair and makeup is... Alta Marie Ballion, Krista Montgomery, Jojo Myers Proud, Christopher Patrick, and Anna Zena. So now the cast. Well, well, well. As mentioned, old Rafi, he um, you know, he's one of the stars of the film. He plays Andrew. Then we have Dakota Johnson as Domino. Um, Vanessa. Berghart plays Lola, Domino's daughter. Ah, Evan Asante plays David, Andrew's younger brother. Um, Leslie Mann plays Andrew's mum. Uh, and Brad Garrett plays his stepdad, Greg. We've also got Joseph, played by Rael Castillo who is a Domino's fiancé. Uh, there's Rodrigo, David's best friend, played by Colton Osserino. Um, 
There's Macy, right, played by Odea Rush. I feel I've seen her before and stuff. I don't know. But, yeah, I feel I've seen her around. Uh, there's Maya, played by um, Amara Pedorso. Um, Margaret, who is played by Brooklyn Ramirez. Um who else of note do we have? Um, I feel they're the main people, right? They're, I mean, you know, obviously there's a load of other people up in the piece, but yeah, they're our our, our main um cast. Now, the gist of the film is this: fresh out of college and stuck at his New Jersey home without a clear path forward, 22-year-old Andrew begins working as a party starter for a bar mitzvah where um, he strikes up a unique friendship with a young mum and her teenage daughter. We welcome... Uh, yeah, no, that's it. That's it. Um, listen... Right, it it's I don't know, people. You know what I mean? I I feel sometimes you we watch these things and you you know you you get drawn in by a story, right? You get drawn in by a story and it's very enjoyable. Sometimes you'd be like, ah, it's not like if you really broke it down, it's not wholly believable. You know what I mean? Certain things happen in a way and we're just like, ah, you know, would that really happen? It's very enjoyable, don't get me wrong, but yeah, there's times when these things and you just like, ah, you know what I mean? Is that really reality? Um, But, right, here's the other thing. Other times we can watch something that just really, you know, just connects with you on so many different levels, right? Because you just be like, yo, I've been in that situation, or yeah, that seems, feels mad familiar, you know? And yeah, Cha-Cha's Real Smooth is the, uh, is the latter. Hold on. Latter is the last one. I feel latter is the last one. Yes, this penultimate is the one before the last. So, yeah, latter is the... Yeah. Whew. I don't even know what happened there. I'm, I'm, I'm getting his brain just... Man. I, I, just, I just feel sometimes it's just, like, misfiring. You know what I mean? But... Uh, <laughs> anyway. Anyway, people. Hey, so... Man, like... I'm watching this film and it's it's kind of crazy, right? Because you're seeing these things, these situations, right? It was it's like looking at so many different things, you know? Like it, it, you know, just like and when I say it's looking at it, it that's my perception, right? I'm putting these things on the film as I'm watching it. I'm like, yo, that's yeah, that's dealing with that. Oh, man, yeah, I get that. I get those emotions. You know what I mean? That might not be the intention at all. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? But this is this is what I was getting out of it, right? Because it's 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 looking at those situations like when your heart's broken, right? Your heart's broken and you're feeling aimless. You know what I mean? You you're trying to find that path in life. Shit just isn't really working out. Also, it's that. I feel it's that 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 feeling when you're just compelled to help someone, right? Now, you don't know this person, but for some reason, yo, you're compelled to help them, right? So it's looking at this, um, you know, this capacity for like just thoughtfulness. You know what I mean? We've we've also then got this kind of unrequited love, right, this unrequited love, or the perception of, right, because I think that's the thing sometimes, it's it's just like, is it love, or is it something else, you know, then we're looking at, right, that someone who has been scarred by life, But here's the thing, usually when we see people scarred by life, it's depicted in this certain way, right? Downtrodden, beaten, just all of this. And it's not necessarily that, right? You get moments of this, this, you know, dejection, but it doesn't mean that's the entirety of, right? So we're looking at all of these different things, you know, the, the, the kind of, they're looking for permanence, you know what I mean? Like looking for that thing, that anchor in life, but then being a little bit scared, a little bit scared when you found it, you know? So there's just so much happening, right? So much happening, this undercurrent in this film. There's on the surface, not a whole heap happens. It's not action-packed, but there's this, man, there's this kind of just vibe, there's just this, 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 this vibe that goes through, you know, you're just wrapped up in this story, because it's, it's following these genuine emotions, you know, it, it's like Hansel and Gretel going through the fucking forest, dropping breadcrumbs, right? We're following these breadcrumbs, wondering where it's going to lead us. And and it's so fucking compelling. So compelling because of that, right? We have these characters that just ooze authenticness, authenticness, authentic, oh, they feel very authentic, <laughs> let's just say that, you know what I mean, it, it, it's just, I feel you understand these things, like at the very beginning, right, we have this bit where Andrew, he, he's, you know, we see him at uni, partying with his girlfriend, and she's asking him, like, yo, where where are you seeing yourself, you know, after uni? And he's 
not answering the question. You know what I mean? He's not answering that question. And you can see the frustration there. Because she wants, you kind of get that she wants to know, is there stability? Right? Is there stability? Is there a genuine future with this dude? And he's being like, you know, he's trying to be playful and cute with the responses, but it's just like, listen, no. I've, I've been thinking about my shit. Have you really been thinking about your shit? And if you haven't been thinking about your shit, does that mean you've been thinking actually about us? Right? And it, 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 so it, it's these, like, moments in this. But we, we have that, and I think it's this... This thing with the character where you're seeing, like, the regret, right? Once she's gone off to study somewhere else and he's still at home. And it's just like this oh, dejection. And I think it's, man, I, I think one of the crazy things about watching this film, right, is because... I think you you can put yourself in the shoes of these characters, you know? I mean, that's what... It's like, I'm watching this film, and all, I'm just thinking about just all of these different things, about, like, fuck. You know what I mean? Am, am I doing enough? You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's just... I think because you, you see the fact that... I think people aren't... They're not where they want to be, right? There's these characters, they're not necessarily where they want to be. Or they feel a little lost at times. And so it's just like, yo, okay. Am, you know what I mean? Because you're thinking, like, am I being like the person I need to be? You know what I mean? It, it, it's just like, yeah, I'm just, just thinking about my girl, right? And I mean, it's just like... Oh, shit. And the crazy thing is, it, it, it's just like, listen, I think you can be, you know what I mean? I think you, you can be doing all the right things, but sometimes these things make you question it, right? And, and just make you evaluate and look at stuff and go, yo, am I doing this shit? Right? So, which isn't a bad thing. You know what I mean? I, I think we can be like you know, reflective on life, right? Reflective on how we do things, how we treat people, you know? But it, it, I think it's the beauty of art, right? In whichever form, when it makes you ask those questions about yourself, you know? And so we're watching this film and we're seeing, like, Andrew go through all of this stuff. And, like, certain things fall... I say you fall into his lap, but, you know, he does stuff to make that happen. Like with the bar mitzvahs, you know what I mean? And just all of this kind of stuff. But it's like he's trying to find those missing pieces. 
You know, he's trying to find those missing pieces in life. And you can see the relationships that mean a lot to him, like his little brother, David, his mum, you know. And then you can see these other kind of situations which he doesn't necessarily take seriously, like Jerry, you know, he, his stepdad. And you can see that he, Jerry, Greg, I don't even know why I said Jerry, <laughs> Greg, right? And you can see his mum's really loves Greg. But he's just like, ah, Greg's boring, Greg's this, Greg's that. And it's like, because he's not looking at it from the point of view of his mum. Like, what does his mum really need? You know? But this film is this exploration of those faults, right? Of those faults, we see all of that. Because then we see how he is with Domino and Lola. You know, and, and you can see the compassion, right? And the need and the want to care and look after people, right? But, which then gets confused. It gets confused. It gets mucky. It gets mucky. But the great thing is when Joseph comes into the piece, right? There's a lot. There's a lot that could be with this. You know what I mean? Because I think at first you're like, oh, are they going to do this with the story? You know? Are they going to take us in these the, in that typical route? But they don't do that. And that is... It was so great. It was so great because they didn't make Joseph that typical person. Right? And then there's this bit at the end in the car, right? Well, Joseph's not in the car. Andrew's in the car. And it's just this conversation. It's not a long conversation. But, man, the, the great thing, because, it, as I said, look, there's this empathy there. There's this understanding. And I think in, in previous films, stuff gets, you know, violent and stupid you know like that's what people want to see but it's just this this pure little moment that happens where they, you have this person that understands what someone's been going through but then they respect the things they've been doing right because yeah there's a few things that you you could be like but like the, the greater thing is these other things, these other actions, you know, and, and there's that appreciation of that. So it just works really well. And we don't get the, the you know, the stupid ending, right? We, we get this full out kind of construction of where these characters will go, what will happen to them, the realistic reality of life. And it it works perfectly. It really works perfectly. Man, I really, I really enjoyed this film. I really enjoyed it. So hey, it's hitting Apple TV Plus on Friday the 17th, people. So if you don't have Apple, 
you're gonna miss out, motherfuckers. And I gotta say, I've gotta say, listen, we've covered a few Apple things over this year, right? And hey, from TV, you know, the documentaries, the film, like the 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 catalog, you know, when it started, it's not like it had the deepest library of content compared to Netflix, Prime, Disney. But hey, it, 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 it's creating some great pieces. It's creating some great pieces. And Cha-Cha Real Smooth is one of those people. So listen, do if you don't have it, do the trial. Check it out. See what I mean? You know what I mean? There's the there's foundation. There's this. Right. Oh man, so many like the the tiny animal thing. You know, I mean, there's so many like nice little pieces. So I'd say, yo, you do that trial, you check this out, you're probably sticking around. You're probably sticking around for the ride. And I will not blame you. <laughs> yeah, I would not blame you because hey, if you liked the before trilogy. I know, I use Richard Linklater as my benchmark on a lot of shit. But it is true, man. Like, those films, it just felt like real life, you know what I mean? And I kind of feel this fits into that mold, right? You know, In Search for a Midnight Kiss, Monster. You know what I mean? There's certain films that really tap into that thing. And Cha-Cha Real Smooth is one of those films, people. So check it out. I, I, you know, I mean, I will say Cooper Rafe. Yo, homie has got a bright future. Trust me. And the performances in this film, like everyone killed it. Like Rafe is great at Andrew, you know. Vanessa Berghart was, you know, she does such a great job with Lola. Leslie Mann is always good. You know, Evan Asante is Andrew's brother, David. Just, man, like, we believe the genuine emotion here. You know what I mean? You believe that. Just all these little interactions, right? There is um, a scene with Macy. And, you know, when she's just like, hey, do you think I peaked? You know what I mean? It was just these genuine faults and, and things like that. But... The way those lines are delivered, the way those lines are delivered, right? The the Margaret David scene at the bar mitzvah. It, it that's these scenes, right? It's these tiny pieces make up this huge, glorious puzzle. And yo, people, I cannot recommend this enough. So yeah, people. Check it out, cha cha, real smooth. Okay, people, so we are coming to a close on another episode, but before we do, let's take a look at a bit of film news. So, I this is like it's a kind of a crazy one, right? Because James Gunn has already wrapped up shooting on the third Guardians of the Galaxy film, right? But now we started to get this, you know, swath of information of 
other people that were in the film. And it's just a bit like, wait, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's weird. So Nico Santos is the latest person to be revealed to have had a role in the film. I will say at this point, it's kind of like, just, we don't need to know anymore. You know what I mean? Just let us enjoy the surprises when they come. Because, you know, we never actually know who they played or anything like that. So it's a bit like, why even tell us? You know what I mean? But yeah, he he's the latest person to uh, have joined this one. Um, so we'll see, man. I'm looking forward to it. I'll tell you that. You know what I mean? Definitely looking forward to that one. Uh, so also... Right, we've got a new um, a rom-com coming to Netflix, which is from Richard Lagraveness, right? Um, it's not got a name, but we know it is starring um, Nicole Kidman, Zac Efron, and Joey King, right? So supposedly it follows a surprising romance that kicks off comic consequences for a young woman, her mother, and her movie star boss as they face the complications of love, sex, and identity. So um, Carrie Solomon co-writes the script with La Graveness, um, and it's produced by Jeff Kirkushenbaum and Alyssa Altman. So, uh, yes. Uh, also, people, um, Jerry Seinfeld has a, a new film, right? It's starring Melissa McCarthy, Jim Gaffigan, Amy Schumer, Hugh Grant, and James Marsden, right? It's called Unfrosted, the Pop-Tart Story. It's another Netflix joint. They're saying it's set in 1963, Michigan. And inspired by a segment in Seinfeld's 23 Hours to Kill stand-up special. The silly story unfolds um, as sworn serial rivals Kellogg's and post-race to create a pastry that will change the face of breakfast forever. Hmm... So, yeah, Starfield, Seinfeld is directing it, writing it, and he's also going to be starring in it. So, uh, yeah, let's see what happens with this. (laughs) Also in it is um, Christian Slater, Sarah Cooper, Bobby Moyhannon, Max Greenfield, uh, Adrian Martinez, Tom Lennon, and Jack McBriar. So, uh, yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, interesting. Um, other news people and um, more Netflix bound films, right? No, actually, this isn't a Netflix one. Oh, no, they're doing the feature film, right? Yeah. I mean, there's so many things happening, right? So, no, 
they're doing a lot Netflix is doing a live action Avatar The Last Airbender TV series but we are also getting animated films from Paramount and Nickelodeon right so um they've just said they're gonna do three films right it's uh, gonna be directed by Lauren Montgomery Montgomery Jesus Christ it's not even a hard fucking name Yo, you know what I mean? Yay. Right, she's attached for the first film. Right, it is, um, yeah, produced by Eric Coleman. Right, and um, it will follow Ang, a young boy reawakening in a war torn world of elemental magic to undertake a dangerous mystic quest. Dum, 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 dum. So, uh, yeah, oh, we'll, we'll see what happens with this one. I mean, it, they're very popular, right? It's a very popular series. It got a spin off series. So, uh, yeah, let's see if they can recapture that magic. Now, talking about trying to recapture magic, right? So, there was a load of announcements about potential Star Wars films, right? Loads of people were announced. Then it seemed to go away a little bit, right? Um, but it also kind of came back recently, you know? We, we heard that, you know, uh, Pat, Pat Jennings, Patty Jennings, Patty Jennings... Patty Jenkins, surely her film is actually still working, right? Look, you've got the um, Kevin Feige film is still in the works, right? But Tata Wahiti, he's got a film coming, right? And um, he recently spoke about it. And I think the big thing about when you know what he was talking about is that he's going to be venturing into the unknown. But that's kind of what Kathleen Kennedy said recently, you know, what I mean that they're gonna not lean on the the past as much, right? They're not going to try and tell early stories of a younger version of a character necessarily, only if it actually works. You know what I mean? So it sounds like they've learned from stuff like solo. Stuff like the last trilogy. That, yeah, come on, man, it stunk. You feel me? I mean, look, oh, all right, a load of people did like it. I'll give you that. But I did not. <laughs> but you know, we've had shows like The Bandalorian, The Bandalorian, The Mandalorian, Boba Fett. Yo, they worked really well. And so, yeah, we, we're gonna get this new stuff. So Tata said this, right? Look, I think for for the Star Wars universe to expand, it has to expand. I don't think that I'm any use in the Star Wars universe making a film where everyone's like, 
Oh, great. Well, that's the blueprints to the Millennium Falcon. Ah, that's Chewbacca's grandmother. That will stand alone. That's great, though. I would like to take something new and create some new characters and just expand the world. Otherwise, it feels like it's a very small story. And we, you know, the way Tata came into um, 4 and just really just created some crazy ass shit, you know, you just know he's he's taken the Star Wars universe. It's going to be fun, right? It's going to be fucking fun. So I can I cannot wait for that one, people. Now, um, we've got some more information on the new Lord of the Rings film coming. Lord of the Rings film? Yes, you heard that, right? And I know, look, Amazon are doing the TV series. I know, I know. But remember, people, there was also word of a film coming. But it's an animated anime film. Yeah, is that ringing any bells? Well, well, yeah, it's going to be called The Lord of the Rings, The War of the Ro-Ro-Ri. Ro-Rim-Rim-Rim-Rim-Rim-Rim-Rim-Rim. Oh, shit. The horse motherfuckers, right? That is about them, right? It is being um, directed by Kenji Kamayama, um, and it's set... 183 years before the events of that great film trilogy. You know, it centers around the fate of the house of Helm Hammerhand, the mighty king of Rohan, um, the clever and ruthless Dun Lending Lord Wolf seeks vengeance for the death of his father, forcing Helm and his people to make a last stand in the ancient stronghold of the Hornburg, a mighty fortress that will later come to be known as Helm's Deep. Finding herself in an increasingly desperate situation, Helm's daughter, Hera, must summon the will to lead the resistance against a deadly enemy intent on their total destruction. Ooh. I mean, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to kind of um, see what happens here, you know? So, yeah, I am looking forward to this, people. We're going to have Miranda Otto, uh, Gaia Wise, Brian Cox, you know, they're all adding their voices to this, as well as Lorraine Ashbourne, Yazdan Quafori, Benjamin Wainwright, Lawrence Abong Williams, Sean Dooley, Michael Wildman, Jude Akawandik, Bilal Hazana. And Janine Dovisky. So, uh, yeah, people, that's coming. And let's end on this. So, I don't feel this is a big surprise. You know what I mean? Like, you knew it was going to come, if you have any sense. But, on Friday, yeah, that's 
this Friday, people, June the 17th. A lot of fun shit's coming to Disney Plus and fun shit in the spider guys. That's right, people. Disney and Sony have reached a deal, right? Which means the Sam Rani Spider-Man films, all three of those, are coming to Disney Plus, along with the two Andrew Garfield films and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, right? As well as the first of the new trilogy, Spider-Man Homecoming. So that's fun, man. Now, here's the catch. Not in the States. <laughs> so this is international, right? So, um, yeah, right now, what has been announced is, um, yeah, Australia here in the UK. So thank you. And Japan, right? They, they're the territories that have been confirmed. But... It'll be coming, I feel it's coming to most places that have Disney Plus on the international fronts. So, yeah, that's happening. And it looks like, yes, Disney have got a deal with Sony now. So, um, yeah, a lot of Sony stuff will be coming. And it makes sense, right? Sony doesn't have their own streaming platform. So, you, you yeah, you kind of had to figure this is coming. Oh, Venom as well. Right, so yeah, all of that people. But yeah, that's it. We are done. No more power cuts, which is good. So yeah, people, you know, look, all of these films, man. Enjoy the fuck out of all of these this week's films. I mean, Mad God was weird, but aesthetically really enjoyable, right? And good luck, Leo Grand and Cha Cha Real Smooth. Man, really great, really great. Um, gonna warm some hearts, people. So that is it. Go check those out. All the information is in the episode info, as we do, right? Share with your peoples, and uh, yeah, go see these films. We will see you next week, people, with more fun shit. All right, so until then, peace.